beautiful, beautiful morning to you. It's another Saturday and you know what we do here every Saturday. We talk about issues that affect you, women, girls, children and men. Yes, this is Soto Voices on your premium dial KT103.9 FM here in the city of Joss Plateau State. I am your reliable host, Nanjin Nandang. Yes, it's another Saturday. I don't know what you're doing right now. Are you still cooking are you still um sleeping are you preparing to go for o and b what is happening well thank you for joining me this morning because we are about to talk about a very important issue it's a town hall meeting today yes i call it a town hall because it's um an engaging program is something you are supposed to participate in it's uh you are a major stakeholder i want you to know that your voice counts your voice is powerful and you are the only one that can make things right in this country so do well to join in on this conversation and um, share your thoughts on the issue we'll be talking about today so uh, a brief summary on what we'll be talking about today is a very critical issue recall that uh uh adamawa state uh, last month we a woman was declared to be the governor of the state it was a very exciting one for me i was really happy that wow a woman will be the governor of a state in nigeria you know nigeria and then a lot of things happened afterwards and that is what we'll be talking about this morning the controversial issue what is wrong what happened how did we get here and what is the way forward i don't know what you know about this story i don't know um the the, the your thoughts on this issue but i would really like you to join in on this conversation and i would like you to know that we have a powerful voice in the studio who is going to help us with any question uh in case you have any question you have just write it down she's here to address this um address the, the questions you you may be having on this issue and um you can reach us via 081-0390-4737 or you can send us a message via 080-6166-5120 so our, the topic we'll be talking about today like i said is dicey it's an interesting one um it says, Adama State um, election drama, what ruined a woman's chance to lead a state? And the question is, what, what, uh, what is a woman? How did, how did we get it wrong? I'm sorry about that. When will it be a woman's turn? That's the main um, discussion this morning. When will it be a woman's turn? Let me know your thoughts on this issue. Adama state election, what do you know about it? And the person in charge of this conversation this morning is Pastor Ambassador Margaret Inusa. She was a 2019 Plateau State gubernatorial candidate. Good morning, Ma. Thank you for joining me this Thank morning. Thank you very much, Nanji. Good I'm to have glad. you again. <laughs> Thank you so much and good morning to our listeners all over Plateau State and those catching this frequency out of Plateau. It's good to know that everybody is okay and um, my sincere condolence to the people of uh, just South Local Government over the recent attacks 
Um, it's been very terrible, and uh, our prayer is that the new incoming governor of Plateau State will be more decisive hmm. when it comes to the issue of security in the state. It's so very sad to see um, our youths, young young men, being buried. You know, a few days back. You know, it's so very sad. So, my sincere condolences to the Biram Nation, and we hope that um, Barrister Caleb Mutfang, the incoming governor, will be more decisive and have the political will to hmm. deal with insecurity in the state. Amen. That's a powerful prayer. And may the families and the souls of the dead rest in peace. Amen. I, it's really sad. It's a sad one. Absolutely. And this is part of the conversation. Like I said, your voice is powerful. Talk about these issues and let's see. This is a woman. She's a mother. She knows the pain. Uh, she knows the weight of this issue. So when we say women should be in governance and decision making, we know what we're talking about absolutely now let's go back to the real issue the main issue mm. what is your take on this um adama state you recall that uh um, a lot of um controversies <laughs> we, yeah we saw a lot of drama we saw people uh INEC officials uh, being beaten and uh, we saw a lot of statements uh controversies uh the uh, okay let me just give a brief <laughs> detail of uh, what we'll be talking about today yes so uh recall that the independent national election commission uh, resident electoral Commi um, commissioner for adama state hudu yunusa uh, on sunday declared the candidate of um, all progressive congress senator aisha dahiru binani as winner of the states and you know that alone uh brought a lot of controversies adama state commissioner of police and the uh, director of the department of uh, the state services dss in the state curiously uh, provided cover for the reg during the f <laughs> i don't want to call it fake declaration mm. but the media is calling it a fake declaration mm -hmm. and they said uh, this made INEC to suspend the reg for this um declaration mm. now we saw a lot of um, stories here and there where binani said uh, the pdp uh, held a meeting that's the current governor held a meeting in the government house planning to rig the election story story but let's hear your thoughts on this issue Thank you very much, Nanji. Mm -hmm. Well, um, this turned out to be an interesting story mm -hmm. because um, a woman was involved. Mm -hmm. And actually, when the breaking news came, we were all excited and happy, um, thinking that the first female governor, not just in Nigeria, I make uh, the right to correct, mm. but in the northern Nigeria. Mm. You know, northern Nigeria is very key in its attack on um, the female gender. And, um, you know, we are very traditional we are very religious we are very cultural and so for a woman to emerge as a governor of a state not just a deputy governor um, we were all excited and uh, I believe every woman everywhere was happy especially for the fact that this proves that there is hope for the female child um, in the in northern in Nigeria, Nigeria where education is being seen as a taboo for a female child in the north um, but Unfortunately, our happiness came to 
uh, uh, shut down abruptly mm. when we got to discover that it wasn't just an illegal announcement, but it was a show of shame. Mm. Mm. And for me, I was very, very embarrassed. Um, I was I was very heartbroken that our joy was cut short simply because um, a woman played an active role, um, a senator, a sitting senator, actually, who should know the Constitution, the Electoral Act, and who should know the law very, very well. And she should have acted very, very maturely. But unfortunately, she fell. I don't know. I, I don't want to say she was under a spell. I don't want to say she was under compulsion to to show herself in such a shameful charade that uh, has brought a lot of shame to the women folks in politics. So there was an illegal announcement by the REC um, who, I mean, the collation was not yet done. Mm -hmm. 20 polling units, 10 polling units had not come in with their results. You postponed the, the, the collation till the next day and then 11 a.m. And then by 9 to 9, you quickly rushed back, carried a piece of paper and then you announced a, a fake result and then you left. For me, one, there, there's a lot of conspiracy in this whole hmm. um, issue. I don't want to talk about the party APC. We are still looking up to the Supreme Court as per the presidential election because it all looks like um, there's these gimmicks being played by the APC and uh, INEC. And, um, you know, in, in order for INEC to save its face from shame and uh, basically most of the things that happened this election, I, I was here two weeks ago before the gubernatorial, I believe, uh, election. I said, um, this is the worst election that Nigeria has ever faced, mm. you know, since... Um, uh, uh, democracy came into being. This is the worst and most shameful election. And if you had seen, after the presidential election, um, a lot of, there was voter apathy during the gubernatorial election and the state houses of assembly and uh, and all that. You would have seen that people didn't really come out to vote. The, the polling units were virtually empty uh, even before noon, unlike the presidential election. And I have never seen where an election, a presidential candidate was announced and the whole country looks like everybody is mourning. There's no jubilation, there's no joy, there's no happiness anywhere. And I think INEC was supposed to feel the pulse of the nation to know that you know most people are not just happy at what had happened during the presidential election and it showed during the gubernatorial election. And then they went ahead to Adamawa State to, sh to the show of shame of what we saw. How can a professor, a, a, a wreck, um, you know, in that manner, go ahead to to, to do this kind of um, shameful thing, uh, you know, in Adam And state. he was es escorted by the DSS. I'm, I'm taking you to the place of the conspiracy. Mm -hmm. Now, immediately that sh show of shame was done. He announced with a piece of paper, which, you know, had breached the Electoral Act, and then immediately he was escorted by, the, we had the Commissioner of police there who have heard the guy has been redeployed uh, back to the headquarters another person has taken his place uh, the, that's the commissioner of police in Adama State. The DSS, we had the civil defense, we had, um, you know, the security uh, apparatus, everybody was there. And immediately that show of shame was done. Aisha Binani, senator, quickly went to another government station 
you know, uh, another government station to give her acceptance speech. And that government station, you know, <laughs> covered that show of shame of her acceptance speech. Immediately, it wasn't, um, it wasn't up to five minutes, you know, she was already giving her acceptance speech. And that TV station, I think there are two TV stations. One is private, one is uh, yeah, uh, national, national television. Yeah. And they covered that show of shame. I think the NBC are even supposed to sanction those two uh stations for 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 uh you know for 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 doing a dirty job for politicians i think it's really a show of shame and uh, while we keep talking we'll, we'll get into the nitty-gritties of all of this but the electoral uh, electoral uh, um, electoral I mean, yeah, act yes. was breached and um i think it's really causing a lot of issues and that wreck i i heard has been arrested yes, yeah. and uh, we are waiting to hear you do know, nigeria you know they just arrest the guy you know sooner or later he'll he'll work out but if we know. talk and uh, we keep looking and checking and uh, holding them accountable i'm sure the writing will be done. Uh, people have been looking and checking, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing has happened. This is Nigeria, where all things are possible. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, sincerely, our hopes, our uh, hope was really dashed because we thought a woman would come in and change, uh, change a lot of things. Now, um, when we talk about uh, women participating, how did um, Binani get it wrong? Because I'm still wondering uh, why it happened the way it happened. At first, I thought it was um, a conspiracy to 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 to, to uh, pin her down because she's a woman because of her gender, even though. Uh, we know the northern part of Nigeria, they have issues. But I saw a lot of clerics and um, people supporting her, showing their support. So I'm wondering, how did she get it wrong? Um, I wouldn't want to say um, uh, because she's a woman, she was suppressed. No. She's a sitting senator. She's learned. Um, she's educated. She knows the law, the electoral uh, electoral act. She knows the constitution of the country, which she has sworn to as a sitting senator. Uh, she must have gone through all the acts, and she knows. Um, I, I, for me, I see a case of desperation. Hmm. I see a case of desperation. A case of um, where the the breeze blew, and we saw the bomb bomb of the fowl. That is just what it is so for me i don't want to say because she's a woman i want to say that she gladly danced the dance of shame to the corridor of power and that has rubbed off on some of us women who are vying uh, in the future for political offices you know we we are not yet done with the issue of um uh what's Dezani, mm, you know mm, that show of shame mm. uh, uh of Dezani. We're, we're trying to correct those things and then all of a sudden this happened to me if you ask me aisha benani has written her name in mud she has gone ahead to 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 spoil the ground for um, women in politics she has she has made the female gender now to look like you know the devil in red dress mm. and if you ask me i think it's a show of greed um she's just greedy she 
she she didn't really think before taking steps and if there were people that pushed her to eat i don't think she was under a spell i think her mind was in order she knows the laws and everything so she decided to jump you know without a parachute and you know she has landed very badly so if you ask me nanji i think it's a it's a case of greed now like you've said she has um she has spoiled the future of um, other women in politics but i i have an issue there we know a lot of men that have messed things up in this country in fact they still come out to say vote me for this vote me for that and we'll go in vote them and forget their past right does this mean that um because she's a woman she cannot make a mistake even though men can make the mistake and still go scot-free and uh is it because she's a woman that is is this situation is really loud or I, I just don't know. You know, Nigeria is still trailing behind mm. when it comes to the issue of um, both elective and appointed offices in, in, in Nigeria. We are still lagging behind. We are the ones that are still asking for, um, uh, uh, you know, women inclusion in politics. 35% affirmative. We are still asking, you know, for women to be included in the Red Chamber and the Green Chamber. And uh, the statistics have been very, very poor. We have seen women representation very, very poor in the country. We have seen women encouragement to go into politics very, very poor. You can tell even in the 2023 election, kudos to Plateau people. We now have a female deputy governor, but of course, you know, a deputy governor is just there. You know, uh, but we thank the PDP at least for giving us a woman um, as deputy governor, mm-hmm. and uh, we're we're looking forward to having them in office, and we're looking forward to seeing how she is going to be the difference or the light for the women, especially um, here in on the plateau and in Nigeria. But nevertheless, Nanji, I would like to say that um, that Eve made a mistake in the Garden of Eden. Mm. That doesn't mean that all women are mistakes. Mm, mm. Eve made the mistake, but all women are not mistakes. So um, I want to derail a little bit to looking at it as um, it's not just about the gender thing. Mm. The reason why this is so loud is because in Nigerian politics, women are lagging behind. And the ones that try to push to get to the top, once a mistake is made, it is amplified. There are a lot of corrupt men. There are a lot of men that have have gotten it so wrong. You know, we have them in the uh, you know, okay, let me touch a little bit about the senate mm. now we see uh, the senate president uh Laji ahmed lawan you know who went to contest for presidency and then all of a sudden he lost his bid in the yobe election and then uh, someone else picked the ticket and did the right thing and became the 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 candidate and then all of a sudden he lost in the presidential elections um uh, primaries of the apc and then he rushed back to yobe to pick a form and then all the shenanigans were done and then shamefully the court went to to announce him as the winner the legal winner of that election and as i'm talking to you this man without shame is still trying to insist to become in fact the caucus of the apc in the senate are trying to push this man to remain as the senate president so you have a 
Muslim president, you have a Muslim vice president, and then you're not having a Muslim uh, uh, yes, Senate, Senate president. president. How is that? How is that possible? And then the show of shame. The man is not even ashamed that he raped another man and took his senatorial candidacy you know from the court and then is shamefully showing his face and even you know encouraging such kind of shame in in the senate i don't know i don't know the conscience of some politicians actually but you see men are doing a lot of shameful things in politics and nobody holds them accountable i don't want to say because they are men but it's because they are the key actors mm -hmm. in the political platform mm -hmm. women are just coming in gradually and so we have someone like Dizani who was a minister of petroleum that kind of show of shame they amplify it how many thieves mm. how many men are thieves mm. criminals mm. you know in, in politics that people people don't talk about them i don't want to mention names okay we have the main gate we have you know there are a lot of indictment even to to your president elect we have a lot of indictment on his character and in, in his person and nobody is saying anything about it is it because they are men you know but you know this this lady happened to fall you know into the gimmicks of the politics of men and she fell for it because as far as i'm concerned there were key actors behind the scene that we are not seeing who are pushing her you know quickly could just run go and make your acceptance speech and do that blah 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 blah, blah. and you know women act on sentiments and emotions and i don't think she really sat to think about the consequences of what she was doing and then she went ahead with that kind of show of shame but nevertheless aisha benani has written her her name in mud in history but some of us are still optimistic that many of us that are coming behind in politics we will write our names in gold that it's not just about the woman gender it's about your ability it's about your potential it's about your capability it's about what you can offer and not about the gender and i believe there are many more good women out there in nigeria who can make the difference in the political scene either appointed or elected Hmm, beautifully said. Uh, do well to join this conversation 081-03-904737 or 080-6166-5120. Let's hear your thoughts. Uh, we're talking about Aisha Binani. She is. She was <laughs> declared the uh, governor of uh, Adamawa State, and we know how this um, this story went. We were really happy that a woman came out. She became a ray of hope for all of us, for women in politics, for women in Nigeria, and for the girl child in northern Nigeria. And uh, you know, all of this, especially with the. Um, the results we saw uh, during the presidential and the national assembly elections uh, where women, uh, women's representation in the Nigerian parliament took a nose, a nose dive, you know, uh, in the history of Nigeria. 2023 was the lowest, lowest so far for women in um, these seats. It's a very sad, um, it's, it's really sad that women are not supported in this part of the country. Women are not pushed to do uh, good things. Like uh, my guest has said this morning, uh, Aisha just fell in. She, she, she was, she, a lot, there were actors behind the scene. 
and they pushed her and made her this this has made uh, she has written her name like my guest has said she has written her name in a place that is not supposed to be well so do well to join this conversation 081 like i said it's a town hall let's hear your thoughts let's talk about this issue what do you think in plato state we have a very good um result we have a woman who is now a deputy governor you know what that means and uh, she has written her name well and now that they are coming into power we'll see how she will contribute like i said women are mothers they have feelings they know um how to manage the home and not just the home anywhere they find themselves they are managers so let's see how it goes in this side but let's talk about uh, aisha's case now i i am asking when would it be women's turn when will it be our turn to be the governor <laughs> of a state yes when will it be a woman's turn to be the governor of a state when will it be a woman's turn to we i can recall uh, during uh, dara jang's um era a woman was deputy governor now we also have a woman as deputy governor when will it be our turn when will it be your turn pastor to be the governor of the state <laughs> when do you think will be our turn um god has provided um an equal space for every human being and um the gender question is a question i always have a problem with um the the thing is um i always ask when the issue of gender comes up is a woman a human being first hmm. if you can answer that question then you can begin to look at the issue of gender is a woman a human being was she created by god does she have all the the abilities that god has put in her what makes her different from a man is it the physical attribute or the internal attribute of what we cannot see so i think god has created an equal space for every human being on earth to release their potentials to release their abilities and whatever um, you know he has put in them so the, the question is um when will women mm. take the bull by the horn hmm. do the right thing support each other and see the fact that they are first created as human beings in the image of God. They have all the potentials, all the wiring. Because you are a woman, that doesn't mean you don't have a brain. Because you are a woman, that doesn't mean you don't have uh, you don't have uh, potentials in you to become what God wants you to become. So when we begin to look at this thing in the form of gender, that is when we begin to have problems. Listen, there are women out there that can even do ten times better than some men. But we have allowed a lot of things to define who we are as women. And that makes you look like you're a second-class citizen. So uh, let the men go first and then let the women go later. That is the definition from culture, tradition, and religion. But where is the place of the woman in God? The place of the woman in God is in the heart of God, in the ability and the potentials and the gifts and the capabilities and availability and everything that God has put in a woman. And if that woman would take her place in the society, I think um, when they see a bold, beautiful, intelligent woman that is capable of leading, 
Nigerians are no longer fools. Hmm. They know <laughs> they know beyond gender. You understand me? So I think the women are the ones delaying themselves because we are giving this sign that we are still not yet ready to become. We have we had a woman become the vice chancellor of one of the leading G7 most powerful countries in the world. Hmm. That is Germany. Talking about Angela Merkel. She was the 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 the, the, the vice chancellor of that country for many years. You know, you talk about Germany, you're talking about the world power mm -hmm. you know a woman that vladimir putin of russia respects when she was vice chancellor of germany russia would dare not go to war with ukraine you know because they knew her potentials and ability as a woman so we are, we are talking about so many of them you know we i think it's australia we had a woman uh, president in that country we have one in uh, this area alone and uh, you know recently uh, Tanzania mm -hmm. you know so for me I think the Nigerian woman has not yet come to a realization of who she is and what God has put in her and we have decided to take the second seat and just sit behind uh, where the men are driving and unfortunately Nanji you can see that the men have driven the seat for these years and instead of this country to become better, it's plunging and becoming worse and worse every day. So I think the, any woman that's listening this morning, uh, go deep into yourself and ask God who he has made you to be. Mm -hmm. And then begin to deep, dig deep into your potentials and ability and capability. So the question is, <laughs> when is the time? I think the time is now. There's no time left. The time is now. And any woman that is ready should plunge into the political scene. And I believe, you know, the men will see the potential and vote, not because you are a woman, mm. but because you have the ability and the potential and the intelligence and all that it takes for you to lead a state or a country. So I think the time is now. Beautiful. I still see a ray of hope because... Um, Looking at the results, the supplementary election results, I saw that um, the incumbent governor won with 9,337 votes, while Mrs. Dahiru pulled 6,513 votes. It's a good figure. It's, it's a shows, good margin, yeah, yeah, actually. It is. It is. It is. It is. And it's, she would have written her name in gold if she had rejected that um, illegal announcement and had gone to debunk whatever it was to wait for the writing to uh, to, to be done. done. Then, you know, I, I hear she has pulled her case yes, yes, out yes. of the, the court. Mm. I think she has, you know, people that advised her, advised her well mm. because it would have been another show of shame for her even in the court beautiful uh, i i still think women have women in adamawa still have hope and um, women in northern nigeria and uh, to say the least the new deputy governor in adamawa is a woman, woman. yes <laughs> <laughs> This is this is so interesting. Let's yeah. pray that uh, Governor Fintiri will, you know, groom that woman, Man. that professor, mm. and uh, you know, in in, in the twenty twenty seven, you know, yeah, pave a way for yes. her, you know, to take over from him. That would be very very good. It of, be good. Uh, Alaji Amadu Fintiri, the the His Excellency, the Governor of Adamawa State. Because uh, now, <laughs> now if um, if. Aisha could pull this number. I'm sure if he grooms um, the current deputy governor well, 
things will go well and next season yeah. we will have a woman in Adamawa state we pray for that yeah. not just Adamawa state <laughs> another state in Nigeria. another state in Nigeria and, honestly uh, <laughs> in the red and the <laughs> the upper and the lower chamber, chamber we hope to see women there we hope to see women because these are major positions where major decisions are taken of course and if a woman is not there we will not be able to our, see the results of course our interest will not be represented yes, yes. and uh, you know there's no way a man can think like a woman and there's no way a woman can think like a man mm. so we need the, um, the 35 percent affirmative mm. action to be uh, you know to be to be taken seriously you know by by have a call. let's take this call and then we'll take just hello good morning hello good morning Hello, are you there? Uh, we can't hear you. So I'll ask you call back. Sorry about that. Um, do well to call us back. 081-0390-4737. Or you can send us a message via 080-6166-5120. Let's hear your thoughts on this issue. Hello, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Your name and your location, please. Uh, very, very fine. Thank you. Yeah, Mr. Bobby, the line from Tampa, I didn't get that. You from the studio there. Thank you. Let's take your yeah. name again and, and your location. Because we overheard you. Now he's doing the analysis attaining the position of women in government. Mm. And the recent incident that happened in uh, Ademar State there. Mm. Now, your guests have said a lot, and uh, he made a lot of points. Um, we look at the case scenario of what happened in Nassau State, uh, Adamawa. Mm. Um, first of all, if you got a woman that she did, and a woman that she didn't, and, and she really means. Uh, um, please, person. do well to turn down the volume of your radio set. Do well to turn down the volume of your radio set so we can oh, hear you clearly. How about now? Yes, that's better. Let's oh, hear you. Thank Go you ahead. Very much. Mm. You see, as quickly as possible, um, when you got a good candidate came comes out, a woman, and she really mean a business to do the right thing and the needful thing there. There's no any point of uh, hesitation. I mean, waste of time. The best people can do is to pack that woman up so that she can go and deliver to them and give them the coaching mm. and the writing. Mm. We saw an example of what happened across the globe. We saw the woman in India, uh, Andrew Gandhi, she did very good there. And as a go-to in Pakistan, she did very good there. Margaret Thatcher in Britain, she did very good there. When you go to Philippines, you have met Corazon Aquino, she also did very well there. And then the woman that her government was being overthrown in Burma, Aung San Suu Kyi, it was the military that overthrown, and this woman was performing very good for her nation there. So time has come, once we see a quality woman comes out, once we see a woman that she's ready to change uh, a lot of good things in the society, we don't need to, men don't need to be drilled. It's high time. We got to give water's way to past. 
we got to stand behind women, back them all, because there are good women across the globe, not only in Nigeria, that can perform better than men. Mm. Because so much actors, like what you're guessing, mm. among the men, they have done a lot of fumble, they have done a lot of miserable things, they could not deliver to both the men and the, 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 child, the, the male and the female. We couldn't give them a good qualitative leadership. So if we see women that can deliver and they can save the society, we have no cause to give any excuse than to give them a backup to come and lead and give people what they want. Thank you very much. May the Almighty grant us a pleasant day. Amen. Please let's take your name again and your location. Uh, I, I didn't get his name and his location. Yeah, but he said just not. Oh, uh, he said just not. Yes, uh, the name, we didn't really yes. get it. Yes, thank you so much for calling. Uh, sorry, I didn't get your name, but we really appreciate your contribution this morning. And like I said, it's a town hall. Your voice counts. And um, Mr. Here has made his point. He's talked about how women have done well in other countries, other parts of uh, the world. So let's hear your thoughts. Let's know if you think a woman can do uh, bring Nigeria back. Give Nigeria its glory. <laughs> its lost glory. Someone said we shouldn't uh, focus on the lost glory. We should think of um, the future. So, 081-03-904737 or you can send us a message via 081-080-6166-5120. Let's hear your thoughts. Let's talk about this issue. Um, Back to the issue we have this morning like i said uh, we had um a very very poor result uh during the presidential and the represent uh, the national assembly elections mm. and uh from the results we we gathered i saw a very um low figure where women were not represented well now how can we groom you you are already in politics you you can tell how many women are a part of your political party you can tell how women are responding you can tell how you go for campaign and you see how women are reacting how can we bring women in and how can we uh, support them to stay now we know that the woman has a husband mm -hmm. And she has a family to take care of. Uh, the uh, the publicity secretary, the PDP publicity secretary, was on the program recently before the election, and he was telling me that you know a woman uh, need to cook, she needs to um, take care of her husband and the children. Sometimes we go out late, and when is she supposed to do all of that? So, how would you advise a woman, whoever is listening, may be wondering, I really want to do politics, but how can I um, participate? How can I join? How can my husband support me? How can I take care of my family while I'm still um, do, pursuing my love, my passion? You know, um, I think we shouldn't take um, the place of uh, responsibility out of all this. Mm. Um, the Bible, I'm a Christian and um, there's no way you read in the Bible where it says, um, Woman, thou shalt sweep the house. <laughs> Woman, thou shalt cook the food. Mm. Woman, thou shalt uh, make the bed. I don't think there's any commandment that um, it is human beings that have decided to to streamline chores for male or female. And if you observe this kind of mindset, this is why the home 
is becoming what is becoming today a lot of cases of divorce a lot of cases of separation a lot of cases of uh, 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 domestic violence in the home because human beings decided to separate chores in the family mm. if you read the proverbs 31 as a christian woman it talks about the virtuous woman the woman with virtue you could see that the bible talked about a woman who was a complete full-time businesswoman. Mm. she owned ships she owned businesses she owned lands it still didn't stop her she was a prayerful woman because the bible says that her candle was never put out that means with everything she was doing she she was a she was an entrepreneur the bible says that she considered fields and she buys them so if she was a woman who was cooking at home sweeping at home and doing all of those things uh, i don't think she would have been a a merchant or a woman who was out there making money and, and doing businesses and the bible says such kind of woman who can find mm. it has to be a man that has an understanding her husband was supportive he was supportive mm -hmm. and if you read the scripture it says the man the all they said about the man was that he sat at the gates and now Probably. that doesn't mean that the gate is a place of idleness mm. if you understand jewish history you will know that the gate is a place where decisions are made mm. the gate is a place where who is who sits at the gate mm. most of the things being done decisions that are taken and things that are being said in authority are done at the gate so it means that her husband was also an influential man for him to sit at the gate but the bible says that she made clothes for her family they are warm all the time and everything was in order that is to say that woman was up and doing so when we human beings begin to separate chores in the family and say the woman should cook the man should sleep you know this is why we're already having issues that we're having and it brings me down to the issue of rape in the society you get to find out that more men are raping women more than women are raping men the statistics are not the same i've been involved in uh, unraveling rape cases on the plateau when i was running a radio program uh, one of your sister radio stations and i get to you know go into the issues of rape on a daily basis and you discover that more boys more men are into rape even more than women and then you go back to domestic violence you find out that domestic violence are more against the women than the men the statistics cannot be the same in the society why we are being trained from birth you know that boys have an upper hand than the girl child and if we don't as a family begin to deal with these things this is where you begin to you know deal with your girl child you force her to wake up by 4 a.m you make her to sweep you make her to cook you make her to work you make her to to pack the dirt to wash the clothes and all that and then you allow your boy to wake up in the morning the sister was up by 4 a.m the the guy is just waking up by 9 a.m you are already setting up a mindset in your boy child to see the girl child as an underdog and that is why when they go out there to rape to beat to to go into domestic violence you find out that you know there's no mercy at all and most of the crime being perpetuated today in the country if you go to the prisons you see that more boys more men are in prison even than the girl child it is simply because of the way the home is structured so i think we should begin to 
you know, uh, come out of this uh, structuring of, you know, uh, if a family should raise both the boy and the girl on the same platform. They should, the, if the girl is waking up by four, the boy should wake up by four. If the girl is sweeping, the boy should be taught how to sweep. If the boy, if the lady is cooking, the boy should be taught how to cook. And that's why you see young boys, they get to the university, they get to higher institution, and then they, they begin to run around with different kind of girls because the boy cannot wash his clothes, the boy cannot keep his room clean, the boy cannot polish his shoe, the boy cannot cook for himself. And then at the end of the day, he gets married with the mindset that he's marrying a slave and not just another creation that God has made for them to live as companions to make the marriage work. So you can see that this kind of mindset um, my, my brother came here to talk about, you know, is a mindset that is actually not good for uh, the society. And you can, as a woman, I beg to differ from his position that the woman's responsibility is to cook, to sweep, to wash clothes and to all that. I think the woman is made for more. And we are more than that because we are also human beings and God has created us in his own image and he has put in us abilities, potentials, intelligence mm. to be able to do, you know, and undo in our society. Beautiful. So I, 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 I think um, I tend to not agree with. mostly with that kind of mindset i have two children i have a male and a female and i i treat them the same in fact my boy child is even more domestically inclined than the girl child Aww. yes he wakes up in the morning to make breakfast for me he makes sure that he cleans he mops he does everything and i am training him to become a responsible man so that if he's marrying in the future he's not marrying somebody's daughter as a slave mm. but he's marrying a companion a partner someone that Two of them can agree to. And what stops him? I tell him, what will stop you in the future to wake up on Sunday morning, put the baiting water while your wife is doing the dishes, you are baiting the children. That makes it early for both of you to you, go to yes, church. You know, but, but when, when, when you cross your leg and you train your boy child to look down on the girl child, this is the reason why we have more boys in prison. We have rape cases. We have domestic violence. More of the percentage coming from the male gender beautifully said now when you talked about the the church and getting dressed for a sunday service i i was having a conversation with someone recently and the person said when he's going to church with his sister he's always telling the sister to you give her one hour before because he knows she will not finish on time but she has responsibilities she has uh, things to do before uh, dressing up and making sure she's looking good absolutely <laughs> absolutely now let's link uh, binani's case um with mama taraba's um case in uh, taraba's Taraba state. State. yes uh let's recall how uh um Mama Taraba was elected as the governor of the state. <laughs> Even though <laughs> you are still going to shed a little light on that because the, the, the situation seems um, a little bit different from Mama Taraba's issue. Um, Aisha Al-Hassan, also known as Mama Taraba, uh, was elected and declared. The election was uh, declared inconclusive because of her gender, I would say, even though you talk about it. A supplementary election was held in that effect, and then uh, PDP declared, uh, PDP candidate Darius Ishaku was declared the winner, and then the case was taken to court, and later on, Mama Taraba was declared the winner in court, but when it was taken to the Supreme Court, it was later 
um she was later denied of that right even though she defected to the pdp and later supported uh ishaku but i still want to um, talk about how what was what was this what was the real reason behind uh, mama taraba's um, case why wasn't she given the chance to rule taraba state <laughs> I, I still i still don't know why the court the first I, I i can't explain why the supreme court would deny her that even when uh, the first um, court even when we can see the signs that she actually won or something can you shed more light on that <laughs> <laughs> uh i think uh, uh i think she's late yes she now is, yes, yes. um so rest in, in peace is yes, just yes. so very unfortunate mm. uh and uh, coincidentally both of them share the same yes, name with uh, yes. the aisha of mm. adama state well her case is just an unfortunate case mm. uh because um uh she she was supposed to be mm. but you know uh sometimes we talk about um the will of god and uh how the the, the will of man truncates the will of god uh, sometimes you know is it possible <laughs> it is it is you know god can decide to say okay this is what it is but the human factor you know there are pharaohs everywhere mm. who uh, want to make sure that um the will of god doesn't come to pass in the lives of um, people and if you dance to that tune sometimes you know Aisha's case Al Hassan's case in Taraba state is rather a very very unfortunate case for also the the, the, the female gender mm. you know she was a governor that was supposed to be but um, somehow the system and then the the the, the kind of corner corner that that happened like I said earlier on you know there are actors behind the scene you know uh Aisha Buhari calls them um uh cabals <laughs> you know <laughs> so Aisha Buhari calls them the the cabal you know we ha we have uh cabals you know uh working behind the scene and i guess the the the, the unfortunate thing that happened to Aisha Lassan Mama Taraba mm. uh, was just a case of um conspiracy and things that happened behind the scene where she wasn't allowed to claim her mandate down to the supreme court so it's just an unfortunate situation and we've lost her hmm. mm -hmm. i i pray that uh, more of mama taraba will come out of this situation women will keep standing uh, women will start fighting and um, trying to make things better in this country because it's uh we've we've had a lot of um people that have come into power and uh, we've not seen only a few have made the right thing uh, done the right thing and um, we need to see a difference we need to see women in action so i'm always saying uh, like I, I i've always said 30 percent is not enough let's let the political parties <laughs> give <laughs> at least a 50 50 or 45 why is it 30 percent but <laughs> that will be a discussion for another day so let me take your final thought on this issue before we close for the day thank you very much um i would want to say that um not far from home i was a victim of this kind of situation in 2019 where i emerged the flag bearer of a political party here on the plateau and um a lot of issues began to come up one the issue of zoning and then secondly the issue of gender and um at the end of the day i was persuaded um 
by the party and some religious leaders to step down for you know uh, 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 one of the good citizens here on the plateau and uh, with the promise that I was going to be made the deputy governor so when you on said that there ticket. Are, there are major actors behind, behind the, the scene. scene. I'm not you just blabbing. I know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I was a victim in 2019. Um, a lot of people have come here to share my story and uh, on different uh, radio and TV platforms. And um, you can go to Google. You also find that story. The news agency of Nigeria took that story. And, um, you know, I worked hard and uh, made sure that the party was stable and we were going somewhere. And then because of the issue of the zoning, I am from the central zone uh, of Plateau States, Panshin local government, and Mopun um, by tribe. I'm from Jiblik. And uh, I I um, had to, uh, you know, uh, step down for this man from the southern zone because then the, the governorship was rotated to zone to the southern zone we had a uh, general jt husseini on the pdp platform we had governor lalong simon of the apc so my party said no you need to step down for someone from the southern zone and then you from the central zone of course then the deputy ship came from the central zone so i was to be picked and i wrote to INEC and i stepped down for this person and you know with the with the promise from the party and the religious leaders that came to speak to me to step down uh, for this man without a penny mm. or any kind of um, um, support based on what I had spent, you know, in running my campaigns in some of the local governments. The 17 local governments of Plateau, I was able to campaign almost 13, 11 to 13 local governments. And you know, it takes a lot of finances to Very do that. True. And then I was given a promise that, you know, when we, we eventually work as a thought force, you know, compensations were going to come. And I was waiting, you know, for the day that the organizing secretary was going to bring the form for me to sign to, to be the deputy governor of that party. Unfortunately, it was from radio that I heard another person a man was you know nominated in my place and then when i ran to the party and i was running helter skelter to find out why this was done you know the the body language i was getting was because one i was a woman not because i wasn't capable or had the potentials to become a deputy governor but i was i was kicked out as a nothing and as a nobody mm. and you know i lost so much that i cannot begin to recount on this program and it was because of that they went ahead with lies and propaganda that i was compensated and i needed to prove a point to my supporters that i'm not a market seller mm. so i decided to defect to the people's democratic party so that my name will be written in gold and it will be made clear that i wasn't paid to step down i was i was advised by religious leaders leaders and i was also advised by my party uh, then to step down for this person and i was raped of my ticket and kicked out um of nowhere and the only person who gave me solace at that time was his excellency senator uh general jt Hosseini. and that was how i defected to the pdp himself and uh, uh senator dt sangu mm. at that time and the pdp was the place where i found hope and comfort and support and and still i'm a member of the pdp and so 
I said this because um, there are a lot of women who will be coming from behind mm. to say, look, we want to take a step. We want to do this. I want you to be very, very careful because politics is what it is. And um, if you go into politics with the face of you are a female or this gender issue, I'm telling you the truth. You are going to be raped. You are going to be differentized. You're going to be you're going to be kicked out as if you are a nothing or a nobody. So uh, like the case of Mama Taraba, you know, it's a very, very unfortunate situation and we see it repeating itself. At the end of the day, the woman will be told that um, all you do, especially in the political party system is women are given two positions. You either see a woman as a treasurer of a party or you see a woman as the woman leader of a party. And it's so even unfortunate that in some states you even go the the commissioner for women affairs are men. Do you understand? It's, it's, it's a very, uh, you know, very, very sad situation for the women. And in my final words, you know, all women should seriously be sorrowful about the issue of Aisha Benani. Because this also has gone ahead to mar the chances of women in the future in politics. But nevertheless, we should be optimistic and not pessimistic that you know the women are going to uh do something and the future is now so women get included in your political parties women get included in religion women get included in you know every facet of life shoot your shot and i believe the time is now we will be able to have uh you know in the near future a woman governor and a woman president so there's hope for the girl child. Thank you so much for, 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 for this wonderful conversation. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so uh, much. Yeah, that you've been listening to the voice of Pastor Ambassador Margaret Inusa, uh, the former or 2019 Plateau State gubernatorial candidate. Thank you so much. And she has just shared her story. She has told us how challenging it the journey it is for women even though men will have the outside of the story but you know it's always difficult for a woman especially in a society like ours so thank you so much ma thank, thank you. you for sharing your thoughts thank you for sharing your experience with us you don't know how far this will go a woman is listening to you right now and i'm sure she's she's looking up to you sure there's hope yes there's, there's hope. hope thank you so much <laughs> thank you Nanji. thank you for for joining and me i'll this come morning. over and over yes, again yes i love that <laughs> thank you so much thank you. well this is all we can take this morning the conversation has been on the adama state election drama when will it be a woman's turn yes and she has given us the answer to that she said the time is now the time is now. If you're a woman listening to me right now, the time is now. Do well to join any political party. Go in there. Look for women to support you. Contribute your quota. Gradually, you build your own. And uh, uh, before I let you go, when women create a political platform where women can come in and see themselves, just like APC, PDP, let's create a party for That's a very good one. <laughs> <laughs> sure we will i yes. believe in the future yes, yes. Uh, let's do something <laughs> like that maybe <laughs> this is all we can take on the program soto voices here on kt 103.9 fm and I, I am your reliable host nanji nandang do have a lovely saturday and um, we'll talk again next week bye for now <laughs>